Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for August 6th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Destiny's Child. I want you to know that you're not a mistake, that God sent you to this planet for such a time as this. He called you, he graced you, he prepared you, he anointed you, uh, he he pre-wired you for your destiny. I want you to know that you were predisposed to certain things. Like there were things that as you were growing up that you were just good at, naturally good at. Why? Because God put those things inside of you for your divine assignment. And, and when you discover who you are and you start walking in your divine purpose and you make a human alignment with your divine assignment, oh my God, the grace of God flows. The grace is always there. The grace is always flowing, but sometimes we're, we're out of alignment. And so let's say that we're, if we're over here and we're trying to get God to bless this and God is like, look, I can't bless that because I didn't, I didn't plan for you to do that from the foundations of the world. You're making a demand on me for something that's not yours. And so, but when we make that human alignment boom, with our divine assignment and we get over here where the grace is already flowing, at that point, we don't have to ask God to bless it. It's already blessed. We're doing what he already planned for us to do from the foundations of the world. And we tap into the grace of God. And it's like at that point, you you realize that you're, you're a conduit of all of this. There's this consciousness that is outside of you and you know you're being used. And it's the Father living in you and he is working in you and with you and through you and for you. And it's the, oh my God, I love it. And so when you are doing what God has called you to do, you're, you become, yeah, that doesn't mean it's not. It's not going to be challenging. That doesn't mean you won't have to overcome obstacles, but you will be at your most natural state because you will, you will be in alignment with your divine assignment. Listen, you are not a mistake. So that said, uh, we've been looking at at Ephesians chapter two. I want us to go back to it again today. Yesterday, I shared a message entitled Called to Do Good Works. You are called to do good works. There's some good works that you are before ordained to do. And so this is called to do good works part two. Ephesians chapter two, verses eight through 10, the Bible says, I mean that you have been saved by grace because you believe. Now, you didn't save yourselves. It's the gift from God. You're not saved because of the things that you're done. No, you have nothing to boast about. It's all grace. God made us what we are. Now, here it is. This is what I'm really dealing dealing with, Ephesians 2 and 10. In Christ Jesus, God made us who we are. In Christ Jesus, God made us new people. Why? So that we can spend the rest of our lives doing the good things that he had already planned for us to do. There's some good things that, that God sent us to this planet to do, and we're supposed to do it. We're not saved by work but we're saved for work. You're not saved to sit, you're saved to serve. All right, so let's get into it. You are serving your assignment. There's three things I wanna share with you on this Friday morning as we close out the week strong, head into the weekend strong. Three things, number one, here we go, you ready? All right, here we go. Number one, God predestined you. I've told you this before, but I have to keep telling you. I gotta say it a bunch of different ways for, for people to get it. God predestined you. A key aspect of walking with God, living by faith, is knowing that you're not a mistake, that God made plans for you before the world began, that knowing that that I'm on this planet for a specific reason. There is a sovereign God, a sovereign God, the God who sits on the circle of the earth, the Bible says, this sovereign God 
made predetermined plans for my existence. You got to know that. It changes like your perspective of God and your perspective of yourself when you, when you believe this. If you believe that, that, that you were sent to this planet for a reason, then you also have to believe that you were pre-wired for your purpose. Like, like, let, me, let me say it this way. There's some, let's say we're building a building. Let's say we're building a house. If, if, if we're building a house for one person that's not a technology person, that house is going to pre, be pre-wired one way. But if you're building a house for me, and I'm a tech person, I am a technology person, the house is going to be pre-wired differently because I, I'm going to have different requirements because of who I am. Listen, God sent you to this planet, and I was pre-wired for certain things, and you were pre-wired for certain things. I was predisposed to things, and you were predisposed to things. You were predisposed and pre-wired for your destiny, and you didn't even know it. So now, here you are on this planet. You are pre-wired. You are predestined. You are predisposed to certain things. And as you're walking with God, you have to discover those things. Now, how do you discover you, yourself? Well, the first thing is you have to discover Jesus so you can discover yourself. Remember, in Matthew chapter 16, the Bible says that Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi. This is not in my notes, but I'm going to slide it in for you guys on the video for free. Uh, so in Matthew 16, the Bible says Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi. He asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? He gave them the answer to the test. And, and, and they said, well, some say that thou art Elijah, Jeremiah, John the prophet. One of the uh, John the Baptist, one of the prophets, and there's always going to be some some says out there. People that are going to say, "Well, you're this and you're that," but they they can't define you because they did not design you. And then Jesus said, "Well, who do you say that I am? You guys have been walking with me for three years." And Simon, the son of Jonah, said, "Well, thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God." And Jesus said, "Oh, check this out, Simon. You got a revelation of who I am. You got a download from heaven. Flesh and blood did not reveal that unto you. And because you got a revelation of who I am, now I'm going to give you a revelation of who you are. You are Peter." And I'm gonna, upon this revelation of Jesus, I'm going to build my church. Once, he, once you discover Jesus, you get to discover yourself. Once you discover Jesus, you get to discover who it is that God has called you to be for such a time as this. So once you discover Jesus and you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you start walking by faith and living your life, you're going to discover things that are just natural to you. Now, other people struggle with these things, but you don't struggle with these things because it's natural to you. Like, for example, some people are terrified to speak in front of people. Some people are terrified to get up in front of a crowd and, and, and grab a microphone. And, and man, I was born to do that. I, I'm like in my most comfortable state when I'm doing that. Some people are, are, are terrified to get in front of the camera. Well, I was, I'm born to do this. So when I get in front of the camera and, and I say, boom, hey, good morning, this is Rick Pena. It's like, man, I am in my most comfortable state because it's natural to me. There's some things that are natural to you that are not natural to me. There's some things that are natural to me that are not natural to you. Why? Because I was pre-wired for it. You were pre-wired for it. You were predestined for it. And when you're doing what you were born to do, you never feel more alive. You feel like, oh my God, like I, I am on this planet to do this. Your purpose is your, uh, your purpose gives you passion. It gives you energy. When you know who you are, you know what you're called to do and you're doing it. You get up every morning and nobody has to motivate you. Nobody has to get you going. You just get up and you go do it. Glory to God. Nobody pays me to do this. Nobody pays me to do today's work. This is not my job. This is my calling. And I get up every morning and my calling is calling me. And so when you when you know what you're called to do and your calling is calling you, it's like you get up with, with its passion, its energy, its zeal, its desire. You Now, you were born without an understanding of your purpose. You were born ignorant, ignorant of your divine assignment. But as you're walking with God, God begins to reveal to you 
you what was prepared for you, but concealed from you. And he does it by the Holy Ghost. And when he does, he starts to give you glimpses of you in your future. And you see a glimpse of yourself doing something that you've never done before. And you can see it in your prayer closet. And, and when you see it and you and the more clear the vision, the stronger the pull into your destiny. And you see it and, and you're like, oh my God, I will never be satisfied until I become what I saw. Uh, in Ephesians 3 and 11, 3 and 15, the Bible says that God takes eternity and he plants it in men's hearts and men's minds. And it becomes this eternally planted sense of purpose working through the ages, which nothing under the sun but God alone can satisfy. And you will never be satisfied until you become what you saw in that glimpse. And you will never be satisfied until you until you get the realization of what you saw in your prayer closet. And you're living your life with hope. And you're living your life with expectation. And you're living your life every morning knowing that something is calling me. My calling is calling me. And I, man, I'm excited about it. This is why people are like, well, Rick, you're always blessed. You're always... You know why? Because it's my, I'm living my best life. It's the grace life. I'm living what God has called me to do. Number two, God predestined you to do certain things. And when you come across those things, it's like your calling is calling you, right? I'm going to use David as an example for this uh, to drive home this point. You know, David, you know, David and Goliath, you know that story. So, so when you're called to address a problem, when you're called and you're anointed for something, then that problem is going to bother you in ways that it doesn't bother other people. Why? Because you're called to address it and they're not called to address it. So when you're called of God, it's, it's like you are propelled into your destiny when you're walking with God. And so like David was just running an errand for his father. Was, his father's like, hey, can you take some food to your brothers, take lunch to your brothers, uh, that your brothers are out there and, uh, you know, they're on the front lines. And so David goes out there and he hears Goliath. Goliath was coming out to taunt Saul in the army of Israel. He had been doing this for 40 days, twice a day. So for 80, 80 times, Saul and his army heard Goliath speaking, talking big smack. Goliath was talking smack and they heard it 80 times and nobody did nothing. And he kept saying, hey, who wants to fight me? Who wants to fight me? Who, yo, y'all y'all scared? Your heart pumped the Kool-Aid? You know, and nobody wanted to fight him. 80 times they heard it. David only heard it once. David heard it once and that was enough. Why? Because he was anointed to address it. When you hear, listen, something is going to bother you when you're graced to do something. Like people that are super duper, like 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 called to, to organize things. When they see something that's disorganized, it bothers them. Why? Because they have a grace for organization. Other people that don't have a grace for organization, they don't care. You know, I mean, so there's some things that bother you that don't bother other people because you're graced to address it. When God calls you to address a certain problem, then that problem is going to irritate you. It's going to trouble you in ways that it doesn't irritate or trouble or bother others. And you're going to look around at other people and be like, why are you guys not bothered by this? David was like, are you guys crazy? You've been hearing this dude talk smack. How long have you been talking this smack? We're going to address this right now. You want some of this? You don't want You don't want this smoke. And he, he dealt with the, the giant with a slingshot and a stone. Why? Because you're going to be called to address some things. It's part of your destiny. There's some problems that God sent you to this world to address. You. You said you are on this planet to address these problems and you are predisposed to do it. You are pre-wired to do it. So when you come across those, these problems, you're going to want to do something about it. And you're going to be looking at other people like, why are you guys just letting this slide? Why? Because they're not a call to do it. You, you will never be satisfied until you address it. But it seems like it doesn't even bother those other people. Why? Because they're not called to do it. They don't have the anointing for it. You have the anointing for it. You have the grace for it. You are specifically, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Number three, and finally, I only have three things for you this morning. My prayer for you is that you discover your purpose by God's spirit and that you, that you walk it out before you die. God is a spirit. Say God is a spirit. All right, so God is a spirit. 
So God gave you his spirit so that he could communicate with you spirit to spirit. Down here, we say, oh, you know, that makes sense. It makes sense when you can validate something with your senses, right? When I can see it, touch it, taste it, smell it, whatever. Then I, I say, oh, that makes sense, right? God doesn't have to make sense because God is not sensual. God is spiritual. God is a spirit. So God gave you a spirit so that you can communicate with him spirit to spirit. As 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12, the Bible says, we receive God's spirit so that we can know the things that God has freely given unto us. Now, I want you to catch what I just said. The Bible says we receive God's spirit. Why? So that we can know, right? In that same passage in verse 9, it says, I has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the good things that God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, even the deep things of God. And then Paul said, we receive God's spirit so that we can know. Now, so eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. In the natural, you can't know what God is thinking. But God gave you a spirit so you can know what God is thinking about you. God gave you a spirit so that you can know. God gave you a spirit so that you can know what he already planned for us. Ephesians 2 and 10, once again, the Bible says that we were made new creations in Christ Jesus. God made us a new people. Why? So that we could spend the rest of our lives doing the good works that he had already planned for us to do. Well, how are we going to know what those good works are? By the Holy Spirit. How are we going to know? You have to spend time with the Holy Spirit. People say to me, oh, Rick, I, I don't know. I can't hear from God. you got to spend time in prayer with the Holy Spirit. God, the Bible says, not me, that we receive God's Spirit so that we can know. That's it. God, we receive God's Spirit so that we can know. So you got to know. you got to spend time with the Holy Spirit so he can reveal to you what was prepared for you but concealed from you. And now as he reveals it to you and you get a revelation of who you are, and at that point, now remember, when God shows you what you're called to do, is going to be way bigger than anything you imagined. It's going to be way bigger than you, what you expected. So then you're going to feel inadequate. Then you're going to feel like you can't do it. Then you're going to feel like you don't have the money. You don't have the education. You don't have the preparation. Then you got to get past that. You got to get past your limits. You got to die to your limits. Then you got to be like, okay, I, I believe, I accept, I receive what God is revealing to me, no matter how crazy it seems. And then I'm going to launch out into it by faith. This is the grace life. This is the grace life. This is God has called me to do something by grace. I receive it by faith. I'm going to go out here. Oh, my God. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Uh, we came out here, Isabella and I. It was like, all right, we bought some land. We don't know nothing about constructing. We're doing construction in the Dominican Republic. Uh, uh, all right, well, let's go over here. I didn't know that you had to get all these permits. I didn't know that you had to get, you know, all this. I, there's a bunch of things we didn't know. That's the life of faith. God calls you to do something by grace, and then you just launch out by faith. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just following you, God. And as I go, uh, you know, God can, listen, one of the things that I've learned is you can hypothesize, theorize, strategize, analyze all you want. But at some time, at some point, you just got to go. You just got to go by faith. God can do more with you once you get started. God can do more with you once you get started. Stop just talking about it. You know how many people that you run into that they finna do something? Oh, I'm finna do this. I'm finna do that. No, no. At some point, you just got to go. You got to launch out in faith at the risk of looking foolish. Sometimes you, you feel terrified. I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but I'm out here. And God, you, get, you, you live in me. Like you sent me to do this thing. So you got to make it happen. I'm out here. You know, use me for your glory. And guess what? I'm a witness. He will. He will do it, and he will do it for his glory. That's enough for today. Uh, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. On Monday, guess what? On Monday, I'm going to give you some examples from my own life, personal testimony of how I was pre-wired for what I'm doing right now. 
I'm going to talk about that on Monday. Let's close out this week with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I level up by pursuing my divine purpose all the days of my life. You made plans for me before the world began. You pre-wired me for my destiny. As I live my life, there are problems that bother me that seemingly do not bother others. But that's because I'm called to address those problems. You have anointed me to do it. And now my calling is calling me. (laughs) My destiny is pulling me into my future. It is the future that you planned. And I'm excited about it. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word, today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button at the top right corner. Listen, it's a Friday. On Fridays, I want to tell you about the YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com forward slash Rick Pena. Sign up. And I also want to tell you about our ministry. You want to get in on what we're doing over here in the Dominican Republic? Sow a seed. Go to ripministries.org. Click on the donate button. Make a donation. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. Listen, I know it's God's will. So I know it's God's will. He's going to make it happen. And it's already blessed. But if you want to get in on it, right? I'm not, I'm not one of those people say, well, if you if you don't give, we can't. No, God, this is God's project. But you can get in on it if you want to be part of it. Go and sow a seed and become a partner with our ministry. And what's on us will be on you. The You will be a partaker of the grace that's on our ministry. I love you and God loves you more. Do me a favor. Go into the chat. Leave me a comment right now. I'm going to go back and read it and then share this message on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. This might be a message you, you might need to listen to again, maybe over the weekend. My calling is calling me. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you on Monday.